Hello, my friends, Andy and Hetty coming live from Yorkville, California for the Living Fearless Devotional. And I just got distracted. I think I saw a fade, which is interesting. I was waiting to do that. Um, <laughs> I think I saw it fade from our video intro to our camera, really? which is not normal. I think they may have just added that. Hello, my friends. Um, so we're here uh, with... <laughs> is that wrong timing no not yet the living fearless devotional and resurrectministry.com tell oh, us really? a little bit about resurrectministry.com it has idea. to be time like that yes oh because okay. you have to push the button not me yes i don't know See why that? you're trying to take over this is a you, control freak you are in charge of the scripture <laughs> that's it and the comments my only, my only job and the comments. oh you take over the comments no, all I, the I, time i, I, I <laughs> I'm trying not to. I'm trying to be strong. So what is resurrectministry.com? Yeah, what is that? Meet Jesus where you are, <laughs> folks. We hope to deepen the, uh, your relationship with him. We present resources that will help you on your walk. Uh, we enjoy spending time with you guys here live. And Andy has his Fearless Man podcast. You can find all of our old content, my old Christian Post articles, some books we recommend, some charities to support. We also have charities yes. to support, some Bible resources. Hopefully some cool stuff, especially for those that you may know that are far from Christ or have never met Christ, because he will meet you where you are in the most spectacular, miraculous ways. Uh, please drop us a line uh, as well. We read those all personally, directly. And if you can partner with us, there's a donate now button. Perfectly said. Thank you. I'm a little tired today, I, but I remember why. I got up early to go watch the USA lose yeah, to the Netherlands. Right. I don't know why I got up. To, to watch them lose. I don't know. It was a one night you got to sleep in and you got, got up at, what, 6 a.m. or something? Yes. About 5.30, actually. Oh, goodness yes. grief. I was sound asleep, obviously. <laughs> hey, Carrie News. Hi, Carrie. How are you? Nice to see you. All right. So we are in Morning by Morning by Smith Wigglesworth for uh, December 3rd. The reference is Song of Songs. Uh, four seven, which says, "My darling, there is no flaw in you." This is part two, folks. Charles says, "Yesterday we considered how the Lord sees His church as full of beauty, and today we see Him confirm His praise of His beloved through the use of a precious negative. There is no flaw in you. Mm. It's as though the thought may have occurred to the bridegroom that our accusing world." would insinuate he had mentioned only the beautiful parts of his bride, purposely omitting any features that are deformed or defiled. Thus, he sums up his description of her by saying she is completely beautiful and devoid of any flaws whatsoever. Any. A tiny flaw could be covered easily and would not distract from her beauty in the least. But the Lord has removed every tiny flaw of each believer. If he had said there is no hideous scar, <laughs> no horrible deformity, or no deadly tumor in his bride, we might have been astonished. But when he declares she is free from even the slightest flaw, the depth of our astonishment is greatly deepened. Even if he had promised simply to remove all flaws, eventually we would have had reason for eternal joy. But when he says it is already done, 
Who can suppress their emotions of the most intense satisfaction and delight? Oh, dear believer, here is the richest of foods. So eat till your soul is fully satisfied with delicacies fit for a king. Christ Jesus has no quarrel with his bride. And although she often wanders from him and may often grieve his Holy Spirit, he does not allow her faults to affect his love. Sometimes he rebukes her, but always in the most tender of ways. And when the kindest of intentions for even then, he refers to her as my darling. He has no remembrance of our foolishness and does not harbor bad thoughts of us. Instead, he pardons us and loves us much after we sin as before the offense. What a wonderful thing this is. For if Jesus harbored hurts like we are so prone to do, how could he fellowship with us? Believers may be upset with the Lord for some work of his sovereignty in our lives we don't like. But our precious husband knows our foolish hearts all too well to take any offense by our bad manners. It's good stuff. Pretty cool. Well, you know what I love about this? Uh, in continuation for those of you that were with us with us yesterday is is seeing ourselves as Jesus sees us and when he says no flaws that is truly remarkable mm -hmm. because though we have faults we make mistakes we have no flaws meaning like a design flaw or a defect mm. and to know that we already have that is so beautiful when you think about it, that we already are perfect. And so again, carrying that forward to our relationships, what if we were to treat our spouse, our spouse with that same, with that same love and that same intensity where we say we never allow their faults to affect our love. And with the kind, tenderest of ways and the kindest of intentions, we may say something and try to correct them but there's no remembrance of the foolishness or harboring any bad thoughts. Mm. Like, wouldn't that be lovely if we could do that with, we are more prone to do that with our children. We do love them unconditionally and they do things constantly that upset us. And we, and we usually forgive them, but do we do that? Do we have that same, <laughs> right? But do we have that same thing for the spouse? Yes. We usually think of, as it says, do we not, uh, aren't we prone to harboring offenses? Instead of brushing them off as gracious as the Lord is to us, where he's like, he doesn't hold our offenses against us. Wouldn't it be great if we could do that with our spouses or, and even our friends? Yeah, that would be great. Wouldn't it? And I love this. Uh, I love this. We're a work in progress, lovey. <laughs> I'm telling you, we're going to get there. This is great advice. Uh, it's, he says, when he declares she's free from even the slightest flaw the depth of our astonishment is greatly de deepened mm. it's already done yep well there's a couple of things that i got there's like three or four things that are coming to mind i'm okay. going to try to, to to reduce them down <laughs> because there's a couple of things that happen there's things that happen that the, the flaws aren't clearly apparent or the flaws used to be cute when you first start dating somebody and then eventually get married but they have no flaws just oh okay a worldly example just worldly okay. example okay i'm following you and 
that happens all the time where you you meet somebody and they have like this little tick or a little thing that they say they chew weird or their laugh or the way they flip their hair or something like that in the beginning is they go oh it's so cute when they do that and then three four sometimes five years later you're going oh my god would you stop stop <laughs> doing that <laughs> so it's so irritating so you have those things yeah. that if Jesus doesn't look at it. That's how you are, and that's how you are. Yeah. Like you go, okay, that's, you just you just live with it. Um, so you have that to deal with. Um, and I, in past relationships, that has happened to me, where this like whatever it is, I'm not going to go into it. <laughs> I have I have vivid uh, recollections of this, thinking, wow, that's that's pretty neat, pretty funny, pretty cute. And then, oh my god, that drives me crazy. Really? Yeah. 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 Not with you. <laughs> so there's that and then there's things that can happen afterwards like uh you know something just happens with their metabolism or something like that and they're not quite the, the person that you met you know in the beginning and things happen mm -hmm. and, and and i know that this happens with husbands all the time uh, where they go oh you know you gotta you know same with the husbands vice versa yeah love. you're putting on you're putting on a few lbs yeah i'm actually thinner than when we first met <laughs> but you know what i mean so i think this is beautiful in, in all of those things and again i'm not saying that i don't have those things i mean i'm right. purely tickless i don't have any mannerisms but um no <laughs> but it, but it goes both ways i'm just saying that as a general rule with the other person there are these things that happen so i, I love this thing that he brings up here this this aspect of being like uh, Jesus, that you know, I, don't, I don't see any flaws. The last one, and see, I'm keeping these pretty, pretty short. Mm -hmm. Are you proud of me? Mm -hmm. See that I, I'm, I'm doing much better. Um, I, I also think of this commercial that I often see on uh, the news channel that I watch. It might be called Fox or something like that mm -hmm. uh, that I watch on occasion. But they they do a commercial for Tunnel to Towers, and Tunnel to Towers is a uh, you know is a a charity. Uh, for uh, injured uh, military and law enforcement, uh, that if they get uh, injured or, or killed, then they they help out the the spouse. There's one commercial in particular where um, you know a handsome handsome man he goes and, and and signs up and goes to war and leaves his wife and children behind, and then he ends up getting blown up and in, engulfed in fire and is body is com almost completely burnt um and he's even lost limbs from the fire and his face is all now deformed and the last part of the commercial is him and his wife kissing and i think about that too that there's these things that can happen in life where it, it's it's out of your control right um cancer where you have to have um you know maybe a breast cancer and now your body's obviously changed because of breast cancer or um skin cancer or what have you that these are things in addition uh, to all the other things that we have to, to deal with in life that I think that's really where um, a relationship with God can keep that marriage together. Because I think that that can be hard. That can be very, very difficult because things just aren't the same. Yes. Um, so I think that that's an important thing that it, when you become uh, one with God, and uh, 
you learn this lesson that Charles speaks about today, that, uh, you know, a marriage is forever. And regardless of these things that used to be cute that are no longer cute, the things that happen just with aging, the things that could happen with a crash, that that doesn't mm -hmm. matter. Your marriage is, is uh, made out of love and the beauty and the flawlessness of it will stand until the end. God willing. Yeah. That's so awesome. But that takes effort. Yeah. So it, that, I mean, our relationship with Christ in the direction in which he treats us is unconditional. Mm. It's, it's relentless, but we, do we treat our relationship with him the same way? And do we treat our spouses that way? That's a work in progress, mm. right? To embody the way he describes a bride and a groom, I think for earthly couples is a challenge. It's, it's a challenge for us to rise to the occasion. You know what I think of, you know, the imagery I get, do you remember those furniture commercials where, uh, or the Teflon pans where they demonstrate that the surface is impenetrable. So they put drops of water and they just bubble on top. It's usually with furniture, with fabric. And they're like, look how, you know, you could drop anything on here, apple juice or, you know what I mean? Blood and it doesn't mm -hmm. absorb into the fabric and it just bubbles on top because it's got this coating. I think of when I read this, I was like, that's the way conflict should be in a marriage where it's just like, you just wipe it off. It's just a little thing that comes to the surface. Oh, look, you spilled grape juice and you're able to wipe it off, but it doesn't soak in. You don't carry the offense. You don't say that the person oh, is flawed. Yeah, that's you good. know what I mean? Yeah, that's good. You're just, you're not saying, oh, this person is just, you know, bad. I don't, I don't like this about the person because you operate from the premise that they're perfect. Hmm. You know, there's this, there's this uh, behavior that I'm not happy with for some reason. And you talk about it to correct it, but you don't harbor it as an offense. Wow. Nor do you harbor it as a shortcoming of that other person. Mm -hmm. Very nice. Very well done. Well, thank you. Carrie says good. it comes with time and commitment. Yes. Same as with our relationship with the Lord. It, it's it's discipline. I like her solution of this. I know I clicked on that one, but you take over again. <laughs> Toothpaste to roll or to squeeze. Solution by two tubes. Uh, no. I just take control of the tube, fold it nicely. <laughs> I put a little clip on it. Yeah, I came up with the clippy thing. Yeah, yes. I, I clipped my whole life. I clipped. I clipped my whole life. Well, then maybe we never had a toothpaste problem. Oh, so funny. But yes. Yeah, not like the kids. They squeeze. They just squeeze until it's all crumbly. Is it crumbly? And then there's toothpaste at the very end. And yeah. There's, and there's dried toothpaste at the very top. <laughs> And the cap you can't find it. anywhere. <laughs> it sits on top of the on the counter. Yeah, in its own mush. Yeah. The other one is, uh, in addition to this one, is when the toilet paper. And this one, I, I, I'm I'm trying to train you, is that the toilet paper doesn't go from under; it goes it over the top. I thought it was under. No, I'm oh. constantly switching that around. Oh, I thought, yeah. No, no I was patent, purposely the, putting it under. The patent clearly has the toilet paper going over the top. Oh, I've been purposely putting it the wrong way then. Oh, yeah, I know. I will do it the right way now. Because then you can't find it. 
you got to reach under there and go, where, where, where? If it's not dangling down, now you got to find it. Yeah, I just usually hit it like a hamster <laughs> until it goes out. So you're like a cat. You're like ginger in there. Yeah. I didn't think there was a method to that madness. No. I stand corrected. <laughs> I think I can manage that. <laughs> oh, Carrie says, I'm left-handed. And he's right. Right. Oh, wow. Huh. Does that affect the toothpaste? <laughs> I'm slow on the uptake sometimes. Simple concepts just don't register for me. <laughs> I, don't know what that I is. think just, well, I, I was looking at it as if it's just a thing. Like there's always something that comes up between. Oh, the, I, I think I could be wrong. Like a euphemism. Is this an expression? Yeah, she said yes, but I'm not sure who she said yes to. <laughs> Because that comes in the, uh, you know, where you sit in a, on a bench, like a, a bench for eating. Yes. If, you know, I'm right-handed. And if you were left-handed, now you're oh, yeah. hitting each other with the fork hand. Yes. But forking around. Now you need to switch. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, my gosh. Okay. Um, let's get into the scripture here. Song of Songs. You are all together beautiful, my darling. There is no flaw in you. I think we should recite this to ourselves when we get low and just, just imagine uh, Jesus saying it to us. You are altogether beautiful, my darling. Mm. My dear bride, there is no flaw in you. Psalm 63, 5. I will be fully satisfied with the richest of foods. With singing lips, my mouth will praise you. These psalms are so eloquent. <laughs> Genesis 49, 20. This is Jacob speaking on his deathbed to his sons and to Asher. He says, Asher's food will be rich. He will provide delicacies fit for a king. And Ephesians 4, 30. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit with whom you are sealed from the day for the day of redemption. Hmm. Um. You want to read what Jim has to say? On, uh, sure. This. I'll leave this one to you. Although believers are still undergoing sanctification, when it comes to our forgiving Savior, we are even now holy and blameless in his sight. Think about it. We are holy and blameless today as we exist today. And in the same book as that, we're told, Christ loved the church and gave himself to make her holy, cleansing her by washing her with water through the word and to present her to himself as a radiant church without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish, but holy and blameless. That's Ephesians 5, 25 through 27. Spurgeon today refers to Jesus as our precious husband. Thus, it is our heavenly spouse who says, I, even I am he who blots out your transgressions for my own sake and remembers your, your sins no more. And that's from Isaiah 43, 25. Unfortunately, we remember our sins, but thankfully our Savior does not. Wow. Perhaps we should adopt his view, for his, whose view is actually the true truth, as some may ask for emphasis. Once again, thankfully, it is his view that counts for eternity. Oh, praise the Lord, O oh my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all my sins, and who sees me holy and blameless. 
another reason to sing God's praise, for he sees us holy and blameless. What a great fortune. Yeah, I love that um, of just forgetting the flaws, forgetting the mistakes, forgetting the Yes, errors. that's the thing. If we can live in that spirit, that's why they say don't let the sun go down on your anger. Don't let the door hit you. In the, no, that, not that one. <laughs> don't let the sun go down on your anger, meaning don't sleep mm -hmm. with anger. You know, let it go. And let it go doesn't mean not talking about it. Mm -hmm. Letting it go just means don't harbor a fault or an offense or a flaw and run it over in our mind saying, oh, he or she, she's never, they're never going to change. They're never going to change. They're always going to do this, you know? Mm -hmm. I, lo I love that. Um, what God has brought me with this relationship is that. That's one of the things that he's brought me. Forgiveness, it's, you mean? No, it's not even forgiveness. It's just like not dwelling on so good on stuff just letting it go so important i mean i'm a it's uh, awesome isn't it yeah i'm a i was a i'm a i'm a huge dweller from from back <laughs> brooder <laughs> yes um we went to uh saturday service at, uh, at our friend's church and um you know what's so interesting? I just want I just want to bring this up, and I just want to talk about it. is that is that <laughs> the pastor of a church when they're when they don't hand their message this is just, i'm just i'm just mm -hmm. guessing when they don't hand their message over to god Speaking and it's flesh. coming from them as opposed from god all kinds that of it's like I, you can't i can't oh my gosh this is just hitting me as i'm bringing this up i just got the chills <laughs> <laughs> are you having a god moment i am i have a good god moment <laughs> This has been a God moment. I just took their headphones off. Oh, look at it. It is fading. They put the fade in. I've been asking for the fade for so long. Oh, really? But it, it, it just is so different now in these last three years that I have a whole different, a whole different Wait, relationship with God. Okay, because you got to explain the God moment. We did the whole God moment, but you didn't yes, know what it was. Yes, is that... In the past, I was there just to listen to what this dude had to say about God or what he thought about, you know, a, a you know, about Psalms or, you know, about the story, about something. And, and so along with my only wanting just to hear the words of the man up on stage, it really brought me nothing. Ah, ooh. 25 years oh and some guys what were really good some guys were really good with their <laughs> with their thoughts and oh wow that's really important to think about that thank you for bringing that to me mr pastor person mm -hmm. and then i would go on and then i would live my life i'd go to you know whatever shenanigans <laughs> monkey in monkey out <laughs> and, oh my god this is so amazing but now now it's like it's like 
the op it's a i don't know it's a juxtaposition okay is that a good word sure is that was that one word yes oh well who knew sounds like four so now what happens is that a, a a man will be standing up there giving a message and i cannot even tell you what i only know that i know the things that bothered me about the message i heard nothing of god i did not hear god speak today and i'm sorry to say that because i, I i'm i'm, I'm I mean, this really isn't a dig necessarily. No. I'm, not, I'm not trying to dig. I'm just saying that I don't feel this message tonight. And, and quite often, every many of the messages that come from the one pastor, um, who I like as a person, um, I don't, I, I, I didn't hear God. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Am I, yes. am I saying this all right? I, I, I mean, but when I hear a message, from God through the man that's on stage. Oh my gosh, it's convicting. It's, it's, it's convicting. I yeah. hear stuff. I learn stuff about God. My relationship gets built with God. I feel the Holy Spirit telling me things. You know, this is an important thing for you to listen to, Andy. Listen to this right yeah, now. This is, you know, hang on to this because this is going to be important tomorrow when I throw a little <laughs> zinger, zinger and see how you handle it. These are tools that I've given you. Remember these oh, things. Oh, that's beautiful. Okay. Yeah. It, there's like a whole thing that kind of happens. That's that's beautiful. It, it's a, but it's a great. It's so good because it causes me to test what mm -hmm. is being said and go. Oh no no, that doesn't that doesn't seem that doesn't seem right. What was just said. It sounds like it's coming from a man. That's deep. Wow. That. Well, anyway, about it, that's what happened to me tonight. <laughs> I can't even tell you what he was talking about. Can Can you remember? What? Oh yeah. Oh, I remember because yours starts as a, "That's not God," and then the Holy Spirit to be explains what God actually means and how mm. what was said was wrong. Mm. And it's maybe just because I know more scripture, you know, probably. Uh, but it's. Yeah, it's it's very um, it's very troubling because uh, we are not to listen to false doctrine. Um, it is it's not good, so it becomes very troubling because then, like, we went outside and our friend said, you know. I'm just thinking about that. It, or they said, you know, we're getting more and more upset every time we come here and we're starting to question why we come. And that yeah, was separate from us. We walked yeah. out of the parking lot and they came to us and said, hey, and like that this face. Like, did you they just were upset. hear what I heard? For a completely different reason. Yep. A valid reason. Uh, but yeah, so that's, uh, I don't know. It's a, it's a dilemma. Hmm. Well, Carrie has some thoughts. Yes, Carrie is saying, uh, she's referring back to the previous comment we were talking. Uh, it works to set aside the anger and talk when you're calm. Very useful advice. Yeah. Absolutely. And Carrie's complimenting you, telling you you're gaining discernment. Oh. Test never, the spirits. I never had that before. It's a new concept. <laughs> it's awesome, isn't it? <laughs> I've heard about it. I've heard about it before. Um, so what, what, is there anything that you have that, I mean, did you get anything, um, from tonight's message that's useful? 
I'm sure there's something, but... No, but see, the th but... Okay, there's a couple things happening. You know, we listened to, we had a couple of devotions ago where we're mm. like, we're not supposed to tear each other's down, our brothers. Mm. So I don't feel right about talking about it without talking to him to his face about it. Um, so I don't want to be, I, I don't want to be too critical, but it's the, uh, my issue is false doctrine. Like, I don't, I don't mind if it's self-grandizement about oneself like as I tell people often, like Pastor Furtick at Elevation, people complain that he just talks too much about himself. Okay, fine. Let's admit that that's not a good thing, but it's not false doctrine that I'm that I'm concerned about. And so, what worries me is that we are not to listen to false doctrine, and um, so that's that's creating somewhat of a dilemma mm -hmm. for me. Or I hear you. So, Cindy, uh, I actually would like to ask Cindy this question. I always pray God will touch hearts and the Holy Spirit will lead. And if I mess up, that it will go in one ear and out the other. I want to glorify God. And that's a big responsibility. Wow, yeah. Yeah, it really is. And see, and we have to lift up people like you and our pastors that are doing their best to lead. And so the question becomes... The, the, the question becomes, do you our pastors occasionally feeling pressure to speak a certain way and their, their flesh is refusing to. So they make their sermons be messages to respond back to the criticism. That's what we heard tonight Yeah, yes. was a response to what we know is criticism um, of the preaching. And so if it's from God admonishing us the critics then we would feel a certain conviction but i think you didn't feel god because that response came from the man and not god mm. that's what it, it was it was filled with false doctrine and defensiveness that was just wrong um he previously in credit to him told us in a message about criticism um, forgive me, I'm doing my best to lead others to Jesus. And if it's not, if it's not always great, or you don't get something out of it, um, forgive me for that. Do you remember that, that talk he gave? Mm -hmm. And that was beautiful. It was like, okay, that shows real humility to accept that because not every sermon is going to be perfect. Um, but it's disappointing when a person is just defensive, when a preacher is just defensive. Um, so, Cindy, my question to you is, do you feel sometimes that after you've given a sermon that the, the doctrine was wrong? Like, do you ever feel like you have to go back and be like, wow, I just that that came out wrong? And do you feel like you have to correct it? Um, because I really wonder what I mean, I'm not a pastor, so I don't know, like what kind of uh, what kind of internal conversations and sense of humility and surrendering to God does a pastor go through week after week to be sure that um, they course correct when they're wrong. Mm -hmm. Big responsibility. That's interesting. Cause I, I think there's, um, we, we have the opportunity, you and I, of seeing two, different pastors in how they give a message. And it's, yeah, it's sometimes it's unfair 
when you have somebody right. like uh, Michael Jordan playing against a college player, uh, Bo in basketball. Yeah. <laughs> Bo's my nine-year-old son. It, it's almost at times it's almost that like difference, even though he's been the other the the Bo pastor that I'm talking about has been doing it for a very long time. But it, it's I've. I've been to more than one service for one reason or another. I think one time I was actually singing in the choir. So I had to, I know you find that should probably shock you, but, <laughs> um, and so I got to see all three messages where every message was exactly the same because it's all written Pretty down great. and all read yeah. where you go to pastor Jack Hibbs over at Calvary Chapuccino Hills. And they're, they're all different. You listen to all three messages. And although the outline is the same, there's often different stories, different things are brought to him at the moment of when he's speaking and, um, mm. uh, and he's, yes. is that, uh, now the question I have, is that skill or is that God or is it both? Well, I mean, the way Pastor Jack describes it, he says it's, it's God. I mean, like the Holy mm. Spirit says different things at, in different messages. Um, and he makes a concerted effort not to read from his notes. Mm -hmm. So he wants it to be spirit filled because the spirit, um, I think, I think it's difficult to limit the spirit into something that you present. Cause I've even had it in my small capacity. When I go speak to an audience, I write stuff down. When I get there, um, I never am able to read off the script right. <laughs> ever, but, but this is in a religion, in the Christian yep. context, in a professional co context, mm. I have read from it, mm. but in this I feel um, I can't. Sometimes I just feel like God's leading me in a different direction or telling me you don't focus on this in this audience. Um, but okay, so Cindy's response uh, says she has felt uncomfortable before and usually when I give too much hard info about. But uncomfortable about meaning... Her. Huh? About her. If too much hard info about me. Ah, okay. So when you reveal too much about yourself, do you, but is it... Do you feel convicted that God said you shouldn't reveal so much or you feel that um, the audience was taken aback by it? Like it wasn't something you should have shared. Like, I'm just curious who's, who's upset by it. Do you feel the Holy spirit was upset by it or you were upset by it? Because hmm. I know even again, in my small capacity, we've been on this devotional I can't even remember what the subject was now, but I had Andy delete the video because I, I got off and I was like, oh my God, that was so wrong. Like, I, do you remember? I don't um, remember what it was. Neither do I. I don't remember what the topic was, but I, I had him delete it. And then I went back on the next night and I was like, listen, I, the way I described this was wrong. I was just, I was mortified. I was just, I was beside myself that it was wrong. Um, I think you felt that you were... Um wrong about how you interpreted some scripture right yeah. that's what i'm saying like i was so convicted that i interpreted the scripture wrong um and so i can't imagine a pastor if he has the anointing that if he if he gets it wrong that he doesn't feel a conviction from the lord like mm. you know be careful you are misleading my sheep and um that's that's difficult yeah, but I think just on, on her just sharing so much about herself, you know, th that's essentially our show. <laughs> and I I have yet, I think, there may have been a time when I said, well, maybe I, we shouldn't have 
talk so much about that. But I, I think there's been those moments where God has said, I remember that night we were talking about suicide and mm -hmm. it went on a hold, it went off, I even think the devotional mm -hmm. topic itself, and, but it was something that needed to be said. And we got a lot of feedback about how important that was to some people. Mm -hmm. And I, and I think that those moments do come uh, to us. Yeah. So that's why I'm asking Cindy that question, mm -hmm. because uh, I mean, the most powerful of conversations with fellow believers and even from the pulpit is when you share, you share, you know, we overcome with the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. So that's why I'm asking her the question, was it God telling you you shouldn't have said that or mm -hmm. you, whether it's embarrassment or fear or you know, whatever else, shame that we shouldn't even be feeling um, that that makes us regret it. One of my I favorite, very different. One of my favorite things that Jack says sometimes is say, he goes, oh, he'll stop for a second. He goes, oh, God just gave me this. He goes, well, if you like it, it's from God. If you don't like it, it's from me. Right. <laughs> right. But he's, he's, he's uh, he, he will say when he's going like, hey, I just got I just, something. I don't know why on. we're on this topic. He often <laughs> yeah. says. But let's just go with it. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. And uh, interesting, Carrie said her daughter used to go to her church like we're talking about, and now she walked away from her faith. Mm. And honestly, that's that's a big yes. concern because what, what worries me is I have met some beautiful people at this church and I've met some people that are like Andy that seem to have been going for 30 years and have no transformation in their lives. So that's a concern is that if people go to a church for decades and it's monkey in monkey out, you know, that there's a, there's a problem. Yeah. If people aren't growing and changing and sanctifying and, tra and transforming. And unfortunate tonight was a, the probably the largest audience we've seen audience. Yeah, and that was <laughs> what was so concerning too, is that there was the, the, it was packed. It was packed for the first time in a very, very long time. And that seems to be when that happens. I think if I'm not, yeah. When the large goes, podium. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, okay. Uh, so uh, she says, I, uh, Cindy says, I feel like it's too much sometime for the people listening. They look like deer in the headlights. Our pastor says that too all the time. He's like, are you guys awake? What's happening? Right? <laughs> what, are you guys asleep? What, what happened? And I'm, that's, I'm sure, a huge pressure for me and Andy. It's like talking into space because unless you guys comment, we're, we're talking into space. You know, we don't get that human feedback that you get when you stand up in front of an audience, which... There's a big difference between losing people because you're you're talking about yourself or it's coming from you, not from God. That's, you lose it, you deserve to lose the audience, you know, if that's the case. But if you lose the audience because of God, then they weren't ready for God. And right. and that's that's two different reasons, but one is, one is good and one is bad. Yeah. <laughs> Carrie says she remembered me correcting, but also not about what. Thank God. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I can't always get it right. I'm human and I pray a lot and I want to learn more. Yes, yeah, it's a, good. it's a huge responsibility. Thank you for, thank you for your service. <laughs> <laughs> and she says she knows when the Holy Spirit takes her on a flow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can feel it. I, I, that often happens to me when I pray over people. 
Uh, and then I asked them, I was like, why did I just talk about that? And they'll explain it for me. Because hmm. often I have no idea why. And Sidi says she's okay with saying sorry and God yeah. correcting. And Carrie says, Ori says, are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what she's referring to. I think she's referring to Pastor Jack. Yeah. And Sidi says, I do, I do lives on Facebook often only with comment feedback. Uh, all right. Very good. Anything else, Schnooks? That's it. Yeah, really? Went off on a little, went off the reservation there a little bit. Yeah. But... So I changed the lighting a little bit and let me let let me guy let me guys know. I swear I've not been drinking. Let me know. Let us know what you think about how things are going so far with the background. I like the colors today. I do. It's I really good. I put a little light behind that. If you move over to your right, I think there's an A2. We'll see if a little lighting behind but our letters. It's really only the H that matters, right? It really is. Because you know, it's flawless. It's a show. The H is flawless. Uh, so is the A. <laughs> uh, Did you ever notice that the A and the H are nearly the same thing? It's just an open A. Yeah. A H. That's pretty a -H. cool. Is it? We got to make a logo with the. You can do that with, I don't think you can do that with any other letter. It can be A C. It would, there's no, no way of getting to the C from the A. Right. But you can get from the A to the H because you just open, <laughs> open the steeple. You see out, all out, the people. Like the other people. <laughs> Carrie <laughs> says, being homebound this time with you all is important to me, hearing about what you all are doing. Oh, that's so sweet, Carrie. Thank you for being such a uh, wonderful, devoted partner. We love that. Very, very good. Yes, this is our real background. See? Yes. <laughs> Andy wants to get away from the green screen. I personally am a huge fan of the green screen, so. I'm, I'm not, I use it on occasion. I used to use it before just because it was cool. Uh, but again, the problem is it uses a lot of resources in your computer and will cause it to black out and lose connection because it's using so much of. Well, hopefully this will make resources. my Remnant Risings better. Yes. Because that. Um, that was really when, I, when you were saying, how come it looks so bad? I go, okay, we gotta do something. Because I knew that's what was going on. Ah, you're so clever. So, well, you know, A H. Cindy <laughs> <laughs> says it looks great. Very good. All right, sounds good. How about the sound? The sound good too? Because we're closer now. We're closer to a wall over here. There's a wall. It's only about two feet away up here. So, is it better to be close to a wall? That's again. While well, I put up the sound yes, barriers up there, he's put up some sound barriers up there. Yeah, it's supposed to. Second, the sound. Carrie News thinks thinks apparently that I'm very funny. Yes, <laughs> you're playing the fame. <laughs> my, uh, I'm gonna give a shout out to my friend Kathy because she's like, and it was just I gotta admit, she didn't. I did not let on, but it was one of the days that I was a little perturbed at you, Kathy. Kathy at my Bible study. Okay, you've met her before, mm -hmm. and she says to me. Something about, I don't know how we got on the conversation, but it's devotional. Where have you guys been? I'm like, oh, you know, we've just been so busy. Bola. She's like, Andy seems like such an amazing man to live with. He seems like he's always happy. He's in such a good mood. He's laughing and smiling. And I looked at her and I was like, yes, he's amazing. <laughs> You're mad at me. I was a little perturbed. Really? It was just one of those funky mornings, you know? Oh, and I'm like, but I did, I did not let on. You're flawless, babe. <laughs> Absolutely flawless. 
but I did not let on. I looked at it and I was like, yeah, he's amazing. He's always happy and smiley like that all the time. Yes, absolutely. So anyway, <laughs> and he's so humble about it too. All right. Anything else? Nope. All right. We better tell people about Edify. We are members of the Edify Christian Podcast Network. That's edifi.app. Download, subscribe. We would truly appreciate it if you would share these messages, like and subscribe on YouTube. Facebook doesn't really do anything for us right now. So whether it's LinkedIn or YouTube, uh, we'd appreciate your participation. Share it with your friends. Uh, we love you and thank you um, for being with us. Yep, I got uh, I got twelve more days on my suspension if you count today. Ah, okay. Twelve so more like the days. Ten days of Christmas. Yeah, I'll be on twelve a days of Christmas. I'll be on a probation in twelve days. <laughs> I don't wonder how long I'm going to last. Nice. It's been hard being good. Oh. Yeah. Well, actually, I've not been that great on my posts. If you've seen any of my posts. <laughs> So much going on right now between the, the the Twitter release of all the information to yay yay oh yay yay has been wow wow so, <laughs> so crazy you guys you know yeah and Baliago Balciago what's that Balenciaga ba, Valen, ba, huh? Balenciaga Balenciaga do you have any Balenciaga I may have a bag. What? But it's really gross, folks. If you see the controversy about Balenciaga, it's the stuff, the pictures they posted. They deleted the Instagram. The designer deleted her Instagram, but they have archived the photos and yeah. it's just I posted horrific. some of them on my Facebook. The red babies? Yep. Yeah. Her, she's all red and the babies are all red. Yeah. It's horrific stuff. There's a, there's more. And then the guy who's in charge of nuclear, uh, uh, getting rid of all the nuclear waste, the guy that Biden put in church. Oh, you don't know about that guy? Oh, is he the one that dresses up in the with the lipstick? He's bald headed. And oh, wears. No. <laughs> I'm just telling you, it's it. We've gone crazy. If you look at what he's put in so his demonic. administration, it's just like they're, they're the the most incompetent people that have never done the job that they're currently in. And on top of it, they have all these other issues. I mean, it's just like it's it's. I cannot wait for the movie. <laughs> the movie's gonna be amazing. He's scary looking, Carrie says. So she apparently knows who you're talking oh, yeah, about. The guy's I gotta look it up. I just can't be. It's, it's just too much sometimes. I just can't deal. <laughs> so I've been posting about that stuff. So, but anyway, yeah. So for twelve in twelve days, we'll be able to go live again. The twelve days of Christmas, my true love came to me. One Facebook live. <laughs> All right. Gotta get out of here. Love you guys. God bless. Happy Sunday. Happy Sunday tomorrow. Yes. Goodbye. <laughs>